If you are a podcaster in this day and age, invariably, you've asked yourself this question, how can I take a break from my podcast? I get it all the time from my clients and the people that I consult with. And today I'm going to give you some better options than taking a break, but still getting some of the rest you need and a little bit of space between you and your show. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question. And this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to the show. For those of you who haven't met me yet, my name is Christy Hostler, and I appreciate you listening to the show. And if you're here, it's because you're interested in how to turn your podcast into a money-making machine. I've been podcasting for many, many years now, and I've made over a million dollars from podcasting. And I live on an island. I'm currently in Hawaii, but I normally live in Key West. And so I'm an island girl at heart, and I have been able to make so many of my dreams come true for this life and the way I want to live it because of podcasts. And that's what I want to help you do as well. So that's why we're here today. This comes up all the time. And back when I started podcasting, there was no such thing as a break. And so you just created a podcast, and it was like, having another mouth to feed around your house because you always had to constantly feed it and you never really took time off because, dang, it was so hard to build it and get a following anyway. If you took time off, you knew you would be walking away from that. Well, now as podcasts have evolved and more people have gotten into it and the barrier to entry is so low with podcasting that a lot of people that are podcasting maybe haven't really thought it through all that well. And there's a lot of people that want to, once they get started, Uh, This thing called seasons comes out and people want to make a season or take a break. And I've seen it's funny because I've seen so many of my clients go away for a season and like never come back. And their podcast is just sitting out there in the Apple podcast directory, dead as a doornail. And nobody's putting new shows out and they're no one's not they're not getting an audience. And so it's very interesting how that first sign of. Wanting to have seasons or wanting to take a break is always a red flag for me as a podcast producer that that podcaster is probably likely going to pod fade. And so when I see that happen, it's like triggers all the EMS podcast rescue techniques inside of me. And I'm like, what do we need to do to get this podcast on life support? You know, you give it a jolt of energy, you throw in some extra coaching sessions and you do some things to try to get the podcaster back on track, their mind in the game, and ready to go. And it's not an always, uh, you know, it's not always something I can win on. And I really try hard, though, because you've worked so hard to build a podcast. You put time, effort, and everything into it. And yes, life does get in the way sometimes, and you have to do what you have to do. But I think if you plan for breaks and you plan for ways to not stress yourself out with your podcast, that it can continue functioning even if you need a break from it. And that's what I want to show you how to do today. So there are a way many better options than just walking away from your podcast and not coming back to it. And so 
Um, it's one of those things that if you have an, a listening audience that uh, expects you to put out shows every week and the gurus will tell you that if you want to put out a podcast uh, and gain a big following and have a successful show, what do you have to do? The number one rule, they say, is to be consistent. Well, not trying to debunk all the experts, but I have seen a few inconsistent shows be successful, but it's sort of an outlier. It's more of an anomaly than a cause and effect kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's not ideal for you to take a break. I think all the time I, I always compare podcasting to, you know, just any other aspect of business. And I know like right now where where I live in the Florida Keys and even where I am right now in Hawaii, a big thing for us is there are a few restaurants that we will go to because they are sort of open air and we can sort of eat outside but covered. And the beauty of living on an island is that most of the time there are a certain amount of restaurants that sort of don't really have real walls and they just they have sort of open air dining and it just, you know, they have a like a tiki hut type thing and the tiki goes over the top and you're sheltered from the rain and there's real no no real walls or windows or whatever in the in some of these places. And so well we can go out to eat um and be COVID safe while we do that. We like to go to certain restaurants. But right now it seems like every business has a sporadic schedule. It is hard for them to staff a full work schedule, a full work week, because they don't always have employees. So you might go plan on going out to eat somewhere, and it might be a Friday night. We did this on, it was a Memorial Day weekend. Big weekend for restaurants and other things where people are visiting, lots of tourists. We went to a certain restaurant that we love to go to on Friday night, and they were closed. And I know it was because it's not their normal time to stay closed, but it was because of short staffing. Uh, there's cases in the uh, Keys right now where we have lots of businesses and restaurants, especially. They're short staffed anyway. And then once they have a COVID outbreak at the restaurant, then they don't have enough staff that are not COVID infected or quarantining to continue to run the business. So some of the biggest businesses in the Florida Keys have had to be closed just like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and they'll opening back up later in the week, but they've had to close to deal with what's going on. And every time you do that, you lose money. Well, the surest sign, if you see podcasts wanting to take a break or start a season or something like that, or take a break in between seasons, like that is the number one red flag to me that that podcast is not generating any revenue for that podcaster. And I understand it can take a while for you to begin generating revenue from your podcast. But if you're not generating revenue and your podcast is something you're only putting out into the world, it's hard to keep doing it when times get tough and when your schedule gets pressed and whenever your life gets chaotic, when it's not bringing you any value. So it is one of the first things that go in your life because it gives you a little bit of relief and a little bit of pressure off of your shoulders and all the things you have responsibilities for. But that being said, you'll never be able to get consistent revenue from a podcast if you keep taking breaks. And it's just like anything. You have to be there. You have to put out the content and you have to do the work. So I'm going to give you some advice that I give a lot of my clients um, this summer. I think even early summer from like May to like just recently, a lot of people were traveling and they were having this, we had this sort of pent up COVID travel demand that had not been able to be, the itch that hadn't been able to be scratched in like a year and a half, right? Because we were all quarantining and doing what we could do to stay COVID safe. And so the demand for travel really cramped some people's style. So I kept getting emails from 
clients who are like, I'm going to take this month off. I'm going to take the summer off. I'm going to take that month off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you know what? You, you It's your podcast, right? You can do what you want to do. But if you're asking me from a monetization standpoint and a how to make your podcast produce revenue, the surest way to do that is not by taking a bunch of breaks. And so I want to give you a way and a framework today that you can hopefully work with to get a little bit of a reprieve for yourself without letting your business and your podcast go into, let's just call dormancy. (laughs) You don't ever want that because that means it's not doing anything for you. So one of the things that I think you really want to be careful about is if you are in an interview show situation and you have interview shows that you want to do, but you're getting ready to travel, it gets harder and harder to schedule in the interviews. If that becomes the issue, then what I would like for you to do is plan some solo shows. Hello, did you hear me? I said plan some solo shows. Does that scare you? So many of my clients are like, oh my God, I don't even know where to begin with a solo show. Well, it's your show, so you should do a solo show. Maybe the last one you did was whatever you did the intro show or the trailer, whatever you want to call it now, for your podcast. Maybe that's the last show that you actually did by yourself. But if you will do a series of solo shows, then what can happen is you can bank a bunch of shows, you could batch record, and you can give them to your producers or you can whoever edits your show, you can get them edited all ahead of time and then just drip them out and take an entire month off from your podcast and you not have to create any new content, but you put out one solo show a week or whatever your regular publishing frequency is. That's a great way to do it. Now, the people that I have recommended this to that have done interview shows before, and then they all of a sudden bust out with a solo show, you know what happens? (laughs) They are shocked to find out that they get more downloads on a solo show than they do an interview show. But you know what? It makes sense because for so long, people have listened to the interviewer interview and they don't really get a full idea of what you think what your values are, how you feel, what advice you would give until you actually take control of the mic and do a solo show. And if you are a podcaster, even if you say, you know what, I'm a reporter of whatever in my niche. I have some people, I have clients that are are like that. They're like, I don't really consider myself an expert in the niche. I am a participant in it, or maybe in some niches, I'm a victim of it for whatever it is. And I don't really consider myself an expert. You know what? Fine. Don't speak as an expert, but speak as somebody who has learned something from the shows that you've done so far, right? You can relate your experiences and your learning lessons that have come because of a podcast. And so that allows you to highlight podcasts in your archive and share some of the lessons you have learned. It doesn't have to be as an expert, like I know everything and I'm sharing you this, you know, three step framework to do this or that. It can be. Um, I'm coming to you today to share with you the top three things I've learned about myself since I started doing this podcast or whatever your niche is. And you just you create a, a podcast or a series of podcasts around the things that you have learned by talking to some of the foremost experts in your niche. So those are always of great interest to listeners. Another thing that you can do, and we do this, especially whenever you might have to leave your podcast unexpectedly step away because of a family emergency or crisis or what have you, and it's sort of unexpected, 
We like to do and recommend doing what we call encore shows. An encore show is basically, and and we do them a couple of different ways. Sometimes the podcaster will say, you know, I'm going to give you the list of my favorite shows or my the shows that I think my uh, listeners enjoyed the most. And we're going to rerun them. And many times they might do a new intro or outro for the show, especially if you're promoting something, do a new intro or new outro for it. And uh, even we could even you can even put a mid roll in there. We do this all the time for our clients. They've got updated stuff, but they've got an old show that's really worth listening to. So they just do an intro to basically say, hey, you know, I'm bringing today's episode is not a new episode. I'm bringing you back one of the classic ones that has been helpful to so many people. And here are the things I'm wanting you to learn from it. And here's the reason I'm bringing it back out and trotting it out in front of you today. So you would kind of give the intro in the background and and anything else you want, and then you would just air the show instead of a new show. It's really, really a great way to do that. So the first thing you can do is solo shows. You can even do solo shows recapping what your what shows you've you've liked most and the lessons you've learned. You could do solo shows as a teaching expert, so to speak, in your niche. If you do an interview show. You can do recap shows or encore shows where you're going back and you're saying something important about a show and you're bringing it back. And then you're also getting, hopefully, highlighting new lessons that your listeners can learn. I don't know about you guys, but even if I've listened to shows sometimes before, especially because most of the ones I listen to are very tactical and very, you know, strategic, that even if I listen to them before and now suddenly six, eight months, whatever later, I'm listening to them again then I still learn something because most of the time I didn't, well, I wasn't able to implement every single thing that was mentioned on the show. So it's a good reminder. So most people that are serious fans of your show will listen to something like that, especially if you're giving tactical advice. Another thing that you can do, many of you as podcasters have gone on other people's shows. And one of the things that you could do is you could get permission from the show that you were a guest on to air the show you recorded for their podcast in its entirety on your podcast. And normally what happens with this is you would just record an episode intro that would say, hey guys, it's Christy. I'm so excited to bring you and air for you an interview that I was a guest on on this podcast and we talked about this topic. And I know some of you might not listen to that show yet. And so I wanted to introduce you to that show and the fact that I was a guest on it. um, You know, it lines up with what I do. And so if you're listening to me for what I teach, you're probably also interested in this show. And then you air that show. And it's a way to point podcasters, not just to uh, your show, but to also give them another show that they may enjoy listening to. Because if you're like me, you've been on a bunch of podcasts, but not all of the people that follow me are also following the podcast that I've been guests on. So that is another way to do it. The very, very worst thing that you can do is walk away from your podcast, don't do anything, and let it sit for A few weeks, a month, two months, three months, four months. Doesn't matter the time frame. Once you do that, you will begin to see a gradual decline. We used to have have clients that will have certain months of the year that they want to take off. And so I have one client that wants to take off every August and every November and December. So he really only podcasts nine months out of the year. And what we basically did is he created a show intro and outro for his off months. And we just know when those months come up, we go into encore mode and we go in and between his last time he took breaks or whatever, we go in and pick out some of the most highly listened to popular shows that they've had and we air those back for him 
during those off months for him. So it allows him to get what he needs time-wise, space-wise. He also prepares for upcoming new episodes and, you know, does a lot of planning work that he can't do in the day-to-day grind of preparing for a podcast. And then he comes back refreshed and ready to go. But meanwhile, his listeners are still getting fed something every single week. Another thing that you can do is a, a recap show. A recap show is basically where you might go in and air highlights. Now, this might be a little more time consuming to put together, but especially if you're just picking and pulling out highlights of shows and stuff that you've loved as you were interviewing people and lessons that you learned, then it might be a little more time consuming because a lot of times you do sort of a commentary about that, a little narrative about it, and then you air a clip from it. And the clip could be anywhere from, you know, three to five minutes or whatever. Many of you also have other ways that you can repurpose content that would be good for this off time. So for example, you might be someone who's done a virtual summit before, and you might have interviews from a virtual summit that you could, I'm not saying air the entire interview, but you could pull out maybe a 10-minute segment of that interview that really covered some value for your audience, and you could air that with a custom intro. Um, Some of you also have presentations or you have frameworks that you teach people. I have frameworks that I teach people. And every single time you aren't doing interviews and you're trying to plan ahead of time for content, maybe go back to whatever your flagship product is and then begin to pull. It can only it doesn't even have to be anything long. If it's only seven to 10 minutes or something of you teaching a framework. It's still much better than nothing airing at all on your show. And so that's the one thing you want to avoid, because the minute you don't have things airing, that leaves a spot open in the playlist of all your subscribers, and they are going to find someone to fill that content slot. They're going to find somebody to listen to. And if it's not you because you're not putting out shows, they might replace you with someone that puts out shows every single day of the week. And now they're all backed up with the new guy that they're listening to because they put out shows every day of the week and they can just binge listen. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, Netflix has ruined all of us (laughs) for the binging, you know, let a new season of something long anticipated come out and we wait a year and a half for it so we can watch TV for a day and a half and just completely immerse ourselves in it. And then it's over. and Now we got to wait another year and a half. That's kind of the same situation with you and your podcast listeners if you're trying to take a break. Build in, plan ahead, plan for solo shows. There are even, let me just give you this other tip here, because we've talked about doing solo shows. We've talked about how to do interviews in a way that you can either re-bring up and re-air encore episodes of shows that you've already aired. You can air shows that you've been a podcast guest on. Always get the permission of the podcaster. And uh, you might be airing a you know, a show that doesn't link back directly to their RSS feed, right? Because you're taking an audio file and not necessarily just giving the feed link for them. But what happens is by airing that to your people, you can actually send more podcast listeners their way, even though they're not going to get downloads for the show that you aired on your feed in their feed. I hope that makes sense. That's a lot of talking around to get back to the point. But anyway, so you can do that and you can also do other things that you can repurpose, whether it's you give trainings or you give talks or you give frameworks on little high ticket items or or things that you train on. 
you can do little um, mini trainings, micro trainings of solo content for you and your frameworks. And th- those can air out. You can drip those out one a week or one a- whatever your frequency is the whole time you want to take a break. Okay, so last tip for you. And normally people have to pay me to get this tip. So if you are a client that has paid for coaching, I've probably given you this tip before. But generally, what I encourage people who do interview shows on the regular to do is I encourage you to not do an entire interview for airing at one time. So I encourage you to do sort of a topical type interview. So in other words, you're talking to whatever person you have as a guest on about this specific topic. And then you sort of wrap up that topic and that can air as an episode by itself. But then I like for you to do another little segment, I call it a segment of the interview that you scheduled with them, where essentially you are doing what I call creating bonus content. So you have, maybe you basically wrap up your show, the interview with them, and then you basically keep recording. And now you're going to ask more of a tactical question. You're going to ask more of a personal question. You're going to ask a deeper question than you would normally do in a regular podcast interview. And this segment might be 10 minutes, it might be 20 minutes, it might be 15 minutes, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not about the length of time. The purpose is that you have got something from that person that you're holding back. And it could become part of a membership that your group that you're creating. It could become part content that you put out to maybe only a private group or a coaching group or something like that. So, you know, you might be creating content with these guests just for those coaching clients. And so you're, you're holding something back that you have to be able to use later. Why do I recommend my clients do this? Because you have one shot with that interviewee. You have one opportunity to get them, get everything you can out of them. And if you take that one shot and you do a complete interview start to finish, and then you air that interview start to finish, you have nothing left. You're not sandbagging and holding anything. And in a lot of ways, that leaves you vulnerable to whenever you need to now create more content for a membership program or a private feed or something else that you're trying to build for monetization purposes. Now you've got to continue creating all new content all the time. And why not just take that 45 minutes or an hour that you told that guest to plan on interviewing with you and break it up so you're only airing a small portion of your interview, and then you're holding something back that can either be content that you're putting behind a paywall, a membership, in a private feed, whatever, but at least you have options. So you can always break off parts of those content, that content that you created separately and haven't aired yet, and air that. I've even had clients that have done some testing out of some unedited interviews, like where it basically starts with the whole entire pre-interview conversation. And so they, if you're a private member for them, you can, you know, get access to that before they actually do any editing on it. So think about the content that you're already creating on a regular basis and what can you break off and air as free content? And then what else can you create at the same time that you're going to basically hold back and keep for those higher value people? Because if you keep that, then you need to go on a break. You have something you could actually air. Right. You have something that new that nobody's heard back on the air again. And nobody knows you recorded it at the same time you did the first interview. And you don't have to tell people that. But it's a way for you to hold something back so that you always have something in your back pocket 
that you can pull out in the event you need to take a break from your podcast. Once you turn on a revenue stream for your podcast, you will not be so willing to walk away from it. You will not be so willing to just take a break for the month of August and let it ride. You're going to want to keep nurturing it and feeding it like a a newborn baby because you know it can bring you revenue and it can bring you new clients and you don't want to just walk away from them. So that's my recommendation to you. Like, don't just say, I'm moving my kids to college. I need to take a break or something happened and I need to take a break. Like, always have a back pocket plan. And I'll talk about, and I'm going to do another solo show on how to do a solo show, very meta. And um, I'm going to talk about some things you can talk about and some ways you can be a solo show um, filler inner whenever you have openings in your interview schedule. The thing that I feel so badly for, and I've got a client right now that's struggling with this, is if you are an interview show and all you ever air is interviews, and then suddenly you have a gap and you can't get any more interviews, then what happens is your show comes to a screeching halt. And I have a client right now that's dealing with this. For some reason, it's been a heck of a time for her to get interviews lately. And the more she struggles with it, the the worse it gets, it seems like. And I've told her many times, go and do some solo shows, record some solo shows. She offers what she does in her niche as coaching to her listeners. So the best way for someone to see if they want to work with you is to hear all from you in a solo show. So talk about those same lessons. Talk about the things that you're helping your clients with. Talk about the things that you're seeing people work through and how they're managing to do it. And, you know, you can share success stories without sharing exact people that you're talking about. I do that with, with you guys a lot. And I'll share, I'll share one now, actually, is that I am so excited because, uh, you know, I, I do these podcast audits and I might do eight or 10 of them a month or whatever. It's not a huge amount, but um, it's enough to see what other people are doing and see the cool things that, that people are working on and get to sit down and give them feedback. And so I had one several months ago and gave some feedback and I felt like her name of her show was just not, it was not getting her ideal listener into her show. It seemed very generic and very like, almost like lighthearted. It would be the same thing as like saying something like, Christy chat or whatever for the name of the show. And you're like, what is Christy chat? You know, I don't, don't even know. And it would, I would be like, oh, it's just where you and I sit down and we chat together or whatever. You know, it's like, it seems like it doesn't mean anything. And so uh, when I really dug into her business, she like has courses and books and all kind of crazy stuff that she actually has already created. She doesn't even have to go through and create it again. She has highly, highly rated business and She's putting out a content and a podcast that is not attracting her ideal clients for any of those. So we changed the name of her show based on the feedback I gave her. And in the month of July, we changed it at the end of end of June. So the month of July were the first stats. And literally the show went from getting like 248 downloads a month with her doing nothing different to getting over 1,800 downloads during the month of July. Now, I don't know if you remember, but July is the month where most podcast listeners drop off because they're on vacation and they're traveling with the kids and they're doing all this stuff. And uh, they most people have a decline in the summer. Not this. This client got like almost 10x 
the number of listeners just because she changed the name of the podcast. And we talked through that and all of that as a result of the podcast audit. So if you need that kind of help and you want me to take kind of a deep look under the hood at what you're doing, um, I do have a podcast tune-up that is available. It's essentially gives you the opportunity to have me look at your stuff, look at your feed. I look at it from a every aspect, the technical aspect, the back end, the front end. In a lot of ways, I try not to get a lot of information about what you're trying to do with your podcast before I do the audit, because I want to kind of go into it untainted. And if I already know that you're trying to accomplish something from it, and I can't really tell that from the podcast, uh, from looking at the podcast assets and that sort of thing, I might view it differently. So I want to, you know, I want to be able to, to lead where you're, where the clues you give me follow when I'm doing my audit. And so, and then once I get done with it, we meet and I go over the results and I tell you everything that you can do to get more listeners, to get more email opt-ins, and then to get essentially the first dollars coming in from your podcast. So if that's something that you need help with, then you can visit teampodcast.com forward slash tune up, all one word, tune up. Go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And that's just a way for me to give you a little bit of one on one help with a lot of background information that I'm going to glean from digging into your stuff. So if you're looking to improve and you're really looking to take action on all the things that you can to make your podcast the best it can be, that's probably where you want to start out because that's a great way to kind of get the low hanging fruit out of the way and then begin building. And so you're every week you're getting more and more listeners, more and more people opting in for your email list, and then also more and more customers. So teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. So last but not least, want to give you a couple of other ideas for some solo shows. Whenever you're talking about trying to do a solo show to make up the gap for your show, and I think the older your show is, the more you probably have like are married to one format versus another. And what happens is if your clients are used or your listeners are used to listening to guests, most of the time they don't hear enough from you. And so your business suffers. And if you do a solo show, you're, you don't have guests, but your listeners hear from you all the time and they are used to hearing your frameworks and teaching and that sort of thing. And so one of the cool things that you can do is if you want to create some content for either a solo show when you're trying to, to get through a break or you're trying to create a break for yourself, you know, double up on the amount of recording that you do for a couple of months and then you'll have plenty of content that you can actually take time off and not have to keep putting out content. But one of the cool things that you can also do is you can also have people interview you. You might have coaching clients or something like that, or you might have a spouse or something that works with you, but have them interview you. That's a great way to create essentially solo content. So you're still the star of it. You're still the main person that people are going to be hearing from. You could even have one of your employees uh, do it. We have, I have a client that kind of does this with she and her marketing director will do some shows together where they're creating content. And sometimes it's talking about the frameworks and the courses that they teach. But if you get someone else to come in and interview you, they're going to be able to ask questions that you wouldn't normally answer on your own anyway. And it might be a great way for your listeners to find out more about you. 
and makes it all the more endearing for you to uh, be able to bond with them in that way because they'll find out a little something about you that they didn't know before. So that's a great way to create a show that's not necessarily an interview show, but not necessarily a solo show. And you don't have to be married to one format anymore. You can do a combination of solo shows. You can do a combination of interview shows. You can do a combination of case studies. That's another great way to do a solo show is to create a case study. I could do so many case studies about podcasters who've either had success or we've helped them have success and just show you what they're doing time and again that is actually moving the needle for them. And so case studies of people you've helped get success is another great way to have content to create for a solo show. And one of the other things that you need to be aware of is that people don't expect you to know everything in the world before you speak out about a subject. I learned this very early on whenever I was getting into podcasting in podcast groups on Facebook. People would ask questions or people always that would come into the group after I did and they were newer in the journey and I was further along in the journey than they would they were and I could answer questions for them. I wasn't an expert yet, but and I could answer questions for them and it would take them to the next level and I could also relate things to my experience. I mean I'll, I'll give you an example. There are some podcast experts or gurus or whatever and the only podcasts they've ever produced or ever put out there are the ones that they've done for themselves like their own shows. So when that happens, they don't have a lot of let's just say field experience. And so I might be, as someone who's not a world-renowned expert on podcasting and instantly recognizable like some of the male gurus are, I might actually know more about something that relates to what I do every single day because I've done it 250 times with all of my clients and that person has never had to do it one time or they've only had to do it one time for their show. If you're dealing in the trenches every single day with your niche, there's going to be some things and some nuggets that you can share that other people will not be able to because they only have their own experiences to deal with. Yeah, they might be the highly paid gurus, but you've got some information they don't even have. So share it. Use case studies. You can even honestly take some of the, I call it continuing education, but it's like self-improvement stuff that you're doing, and you could share some takeaways from whether you're doing mastermind groups, whether you're doing reading, maybe you're doing a book club, maybe there's some other programs that you're involved in. Take some of the learnings that you've had with those types of situations and share them with your audience. I'm saying you don't have to have a program and a whatever just to do a solo show. Just do it. And I will tell you, let me give you the hint, just hit press record and start recording and don't stop. If you stop, start over every time you make a mistake, you're going to end up recording for two hours and having nothing you can use. But if you start recording, you mess up, pause, you keep going, you might get done. You might have an hour's worth of content that can then be edited down to 40 minutes. And it sounds like you knew everything you were talking about the whole time because all the mistakes were edited out. That's kind of what I wanted to leave you with today is just. Don't just go on hiatus or a break on your show without realizing that it's going to have a huge impact on what you're trying to do. So if you want to really monetize your show and you want your podcast to really produce revenue, then treat it that way and always feed it like you would a brand new newborn baby that's dependent on you for its very nourishment. Because your audience is. 
And the better you can serve them, even while you plan ahead and get further ahead of the game to take the time that you need, the better it will happen in the end when you need to monetize. And there will be people there that will be willing to pay you money because you were there and you continue to put out content. I'll be honest with you, I've had one client that went through an entire maternity leave with a high-risk pregnancy, and she had just gotten so far ahead, and she puts out two shows a week. So she put out two shows a week, and then what would happen is she went on maternity leave, and she was like so many shows ahead, nobody ever knew that she was out on maternity leave because the show kept going on. So you can do it if you plan far enough ahead, but I think if you plan for breaks more, then what will happen is you'll have fewer times that will pop up that you'll feel like you have to have an unplanned break. And even if you kind of plan for the unplanned breaks by like holding back some content and creating some segments that you're not automatically going to air with the full interview of your show, then you'll always have something that you can pull out of your pocket and throw out as a podcast episode. So I hope this has been helpful for you today and I hope you've learned something and I hope you've given some new ideas that you can use as you try to keep the show going on through the tough times, through the transitions in your life, through the issues you have with kids in school and college and all these other things that you're dealing with. And I hope that no matter what, you're able to continue building a revenue stream for yourself with your podcast. So if there's anything I can do to help you, you know where you can find me at Team Podcast. That's my company. Uh, dot com. We work with podcasters all over the world and produce their shows and help them monetize. So anything I can do to help you, if you need a tune up, go to pot, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up, all one word, tune up, and then uh, you can find out all that information there. And uh, I'd love to work with you in that way if you are one of those people that are ready to get feedback and take action on it to make your show the best that it can be. So thank you for joining me today. I hope you have an awesome one. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.